0: Cuckoo, everyone.
1: Cuckoo. Welcome to Eurofile. My name is Kate Walker. And I'm Catherine Rory. Hi, Kat. Hi, How Kate. I am excellent. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. we had a very relaxing weekend. We ate well. We watched good things. Yeah. Yeah. Feel like we have had lots of good news lately amongst the two of us. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are good. Feeling good. Good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. I'm good. The weather has been a little warmer. Mm-hmm.
0: Went ate Greek yesterday. We mm-hmm. went to a Ukrainian bake sale, or like yes. a bake sale that would the money goes to Ukraine. Um, that mm-hmm. was really fun because it was like all these fun chefs and
1: bakeries. Yes, all the the best of the best.
0: Yeah, coming to help really and famous yeah. LA places um so that was nice the line was so long which is like obviously annoying but like great to see because yeah (laughs) yeah you know it's for a good (laughs) cause yeah but yeah it was fun like I tried places in LA that I hadn't tried before yeah it was excellent yeah it was great it was in Chinatown so we walked around Chinatown a little bit we found this like little natural wine shop
1: Mm -hmm.
0: very cute some Italian
1: natural Prosecco
0: oh my god yes can't wait to try yeah. that oh, yeah. yeah and
1: we had a great spanish natural wine on friday oh my god that was we delicious a fun
0: weekend we were like going around yeah. we were like doing all these things yeah what else do we do we um mm. absolutely <laughs> binged
1: this show do you want to talk about it i think we have yeah. recommended it before i think so because we devoured it the first time around and this is an italian show yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh what's the uh astrological guide to broken hearts yes. astrology okay. i want to say astro- okay astro- astro- yeah <laughs> on netflix yeah oh, guys, wow when so i tell you fluffy and fun the main oh my God. the love interest is it he he is it for me big nose big heart Big nose gorgeous <laughs> hair tan scruffy italian style whoa 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 yeah so italian ultimate like love italian yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. couldn't recommend it enough go devour it in a night like we did yeah and then this morning we ate or well not the morning
0: but we had like a lovely lunch and Mm -hmm. went to pizzeria antica da michele in hollywood and got some (gasps)
1: The best Kat pizza woke of my up life,
0: and, and wanted uh carbonara, so we went and got. <laughs> yeah, you know, so what Kat you indulged She shall receive.
1: Yes, so. like, thank you, thank you for indulging me. You know, it, <laughs> I didn't have to do any work. I said, no. "I want carbonara." You said, "Great, let's get it." <laughs> I said, "Great, I want pizza. Let's <laughs> let's go."
0: <laughs> so delicious. With that said, mm-hmm. um, and without further ado, should we go to part? two of our yes la carita saga adventure (laughs) let's start talking about the actual bulls good oh honey i know we had discussed this earlier and like why spain why yeah it's why not italy why not france it's because of the iberian breed that is just more aggressive and Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have to be prompted to be aggressive I mean, they are in La Corita, but you know, like Mm -hmm. in the wild or, well, naturally they are just a more aggressive breed. Okay. So as Americans, even when it comes to food, we're pretty like removed as to like the origins of our food. Like where does our food come from? Like I don't like to eat meat a lot because I get weirded out, but that's like my own weird like issue. But like I, even when I was growing up, I never wanted to see a bone. I never wanted to, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't want, I want boneless, skinless chicken breasts when I was like younger. And I don't want anything that has like feathers. I don't want anything that's like a head. No, no, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see a thing. And yet I can eat a whole fish. I don't know why my brain is broken. Anyway, (laughs) just think of it like that, where it's like a cultural thing of where it's like, we are so removed as Americans from this thing. Mm -hmm. And yet there are different associations of bulls within different cultures. And, you know, as Americans, I want to say, it's like very hard for us to see that perception. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we don't understand like honoring a bull in this way. Yeah. right so also like in english semantic associations with bulls tend to be negative saying like like think about like the words that we use to describe bulls like brutish like aggressive like mm-hmm. all of these like really negative words yeah yeah and like connotations that we think of bulls whereas like in spain and like latin american cultures we see words used like grace and agility and like controlled strength. So there is yeah. like this strength, wow. but it's like this very deep seated strength, grace, agility, that sort of thing. Okay. So that's why they're revered.
1: Okay. Wow. That is already fascinating.
0: Yeah. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. It's even like, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. The words we use shape
1: how yes, we think so much. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So then we're going to talk about Ganaderos, which are bull breeders. Okay. Okay. I was literally just talking with my friend. We were at Via Corota in New York <laughs> City. And Sam, hi, Sam. Um, <laughs> she had been to a bullfight in Madrid. And she said that they were sitting next to this guy. And people kept coming up to him and were like taking photos with him. Yeah. Basically treating him like he was a celebrity. And then they found out he was a ganadero. So he was a a breeder, and he had one of his bulls in one of the fights. Or maybe multiple, I don't know. But he had at least one bull. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure it comes from, like, a special ranch. Mm -hmm. Whatever, we can talk about it. So they say that bulls get their size and build from their fathers, but their hearts come from their mothers. Oh. (laughs) And the bulls used in Caritas are from a pedigreed lineage so they're bred on these special ranches ganaderias the ones from sevilla are probably like the most famous or like the most revered because they have the most bulls that have killed matadors
1: Oof. so okay
0: so after weaning vaccinating and branding the yearling males are they're like tested so okay. like they they're not bulls yet because i guess It takes time it's with age yeah I don't know whatever Um, so they're called yearling males they are tested to show bravery so it's like by mounted men and it's never by bullfighters on foot it's like just to show if they're able to be you know they're shown like aggression if they're brave Um, and if they're not they are sent to the slaughterhouse very early on so they really don't make it that yeah they really don't make it that Mm -hmm. long um so at two or three years heifers are tested so a female is tested in a small ring at the ranch through all phases of the carita and then those deemed acceptable or like brave are kept for breeding so both male and female are tested at these and if they're ejected they also get sent to the slaughterhouse i found this very interesting so royalty used to attend these tests so these tiendas, oh. and they became like these social events so like everything around bullfighting is a thing an right. event okay right like royalties coming to a test for your bulls And they Mm -hmm. might even own them, you know, who knows. I was going to say, they probably want to know, like, what's a a lucrative buy. Like, their investment or or whatever. So a tienta may score animal, like, a bunch of animals over the course of several days in which a novice or retired bullfighter may perform with these, like, young animals. This this is like where they can like learn new things, practice maneuvers, see if they still got it. Mm -hmm. You know, they say that matadors have been more seriously wounded by heifers than the male little yearlings.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay.
0: Scary Um, ladies.
1: Okay. I
0: know. So bulls are never used a second time in a corrida. Obviously we talked about this. They either get a pardon or they do not killed and yes it's because their memory is remarkable if they had experience with these like men on the ground with capes right um they would remember this and yeah it's like trauma i know i know and they wouldn't go into the arena
1: okay Good. And Smart. I
0: think I had mentioned this earlier, but all cattle are colorblind. So the red and the pink cape, they don't matter as far as the like oh. color goes, but the muletta is the small cape in the bullfighters, you know, the matador's final act. They use the red color because it obviously minimizes the appearance of blood. And, uh, oh. you know, it's just for the drama. Okay. And the large cape, the capote used in the first act is magenta and it could be like blue or yellow inside and it's basically like the motion obviously we've talked about this that you know provokes
1: got it the bulls
0: I thought this was very interesting so bulls are named after their mom so oh. say the bull's mom's name was Isleta, the son will be Isleto. Oh,
1: whatever. okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Unfortunately, the cases that a bull is pardoned are very, very rare. Mm-hmm. And so after a bull is killed from the corrida, nothing goes to waste, like we said. You know, you can dedicate, the bullfighter matador can dedicate a kill to the crowd, to a specific person. Mm-hmm. The meat is always either given away or bought okay so they say that meat from a fighting bull is unique the smell the taste it's mm. as if and there's the like a, a butcher and he said it's as if we spoke of a free-range chicken versus a chicken bought at a grocery store so it's oh, like they're okay. treated you know they're eating the best of the best they're right. eating, they're always you know on like roaming around they're yes. getting exercise okay they were bred for this you know like there's definitely like and the free range versus like conventionally raised. yeah sort of and there's thing. like the respect and everything yes. <laughs> yep
1: mm-hmm.
0: like you want the best of the best fight you have to have the best of the best bull yeah why be a bullfighter
1: Let's discuss. You're a <laughs> lunatic. That's the answer. Uh, you are not an adrenaline well. junkie. Yeah. Yes, and um, you should probably just go to therapy. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we settled yep. it. We're just offering solutions, left, right, and center. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's a dangerous profession. Many people have been gored or killed, and no, thank you. <laughs> but if you're, you know, still intrigued. There's a process. You okay. can't just step into a ring and everyone's going to be cool with it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Okay. Obviously, we see the Ganaderos, there's like a lineage, like a family tradition. Mm-hmm. We see the same thing for matadors. Okay. So you can be born into like this legendary family. One of the biggest. Matadors now is Jose Maria Manzanares. If you're familiar with like Dolce & Gabbana and he's like, they used him and like, he's very okay. model-esque, but he, yeah. they've used him in like campaigns. And you know, okay. he's wearing like a traje de luthis, and like just looks, hair yeah. slicked back, looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But he comes from a family of bullfighters. Okay. But like we discussed, you can come from nowhere. You can okay. really, it can be like the Spanish dream where you're like, you grew up with nothing and you could have everything. Okay. While football or like soccer remains the most popular sport in Spain and like Latin America, bullfighting continues to draw these like immense crowds. Okay. I'm going to throw some like numbers, statistics. Yeah, paint a picture. Okay. So in 1996, for example, some... 40 million spectators attended bullfights or bull-related festivals. 40 million. And there was a recorded 650 fights in Spain where like 4,000 bulls were killed. And the Spanish spent 160 billion pesetas, which is like 1.4 billion to watch Corridas. Wow. And bullfighting employs 200,000 people, which is like 1%
1: of... Spain's workforce so okay. it's like that's really much bigger yeah. than honestly I imagined I yeah. could have imagined
0: picture it like even like little kids doing like little menial tasks around like the farm yes. to like dressing a matador yeah and a butcher or the people who make who like the tailor who makes these Traje de or mm-hmm. like security or whatever. I don't even know. Yeah, it's just crazy. The immense, yeah, the pure amount of money. That's like Formula One where I'm like, I cannot fathom the amount of money yes. this industry makes. Yeah. I do not understand. Yeah.
1: Sport, like, the amount crazy. of money in sports in general. Yeah. Is, yeah. It's so not a part of my life. So I like but forget both about it. we went to
0: schools that were like had football like yes. really big there. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And it's you see wild. it a little bit, not at this level. Mhm. No. Okay, so obviously we know now that bullfighting is declining in popularity. Like in Catalonia, they banned bullfighting in 2010. Oh. So this is insane but a place so steeped in the culture of bullfighting would ban would ban it and then disconnect it from like i think spain felt like it was disconnecting like catalonia was disconnecting itself from spain when it was it banned bullfighting yeah yeah and so the constitutional court of spain overturned this ban in 2016
1: stating that
0: catalonia could regulate bullfighting and enact specific measures but it couldn't ban the practice outright so it like still had to keep going
1: (laughs) that is (laughs) crazy
0: yeah i know that's wild i know it's like literally we're voting to eradicate something that's horrible and yet, and the government says no as as, like a slight against them i don't know it's very interesting i mean obviously i don't want to judge because it's like that's not my culture and like i don't know like how deep-seated things are All I know is I would never go personally go to a bullfight. Yeah. So, obviously, what is the giant motivator here, whether male or female, to pick up your muletta and strut on that sand? (laughs) It's money. Work it. You know? They just want the stardom. Yeah. Just to put it in perspective, I know I was spouting out numbers and they were quite impressive. Mm-hmm. To put it in perspective, Babe Ruth was called the highest paid athlete of his day. But when you look in a salary comparison to like a Spanish bullfighter and what they were earning in the 20s, mm-hmm. they made what Babe Ruth made in a year in one bullfight. Whoa. So, Whoa. wow. Nothing just got at, you know? Yes. After the introduction of railways, obviously we know like spain colonized you know latin america Mm -hmm. and introduced bullfighting there as well so that also gave another like off-season chance for spanish bullfighters to earn more money in like latin america so like this was so lucrative and like it was easy you know on the railways they could just you know, hop around in, mm-hmm. like, Central and, like, Latin America, yeah. And this is also where it was, like, another training ground for, like, novice bullfighters and matadors that weren't, like, you know, of star rank to, like, okay. really get, you mm-hmm. know, experience under their belts and, like, lucrative contracts. Okay. Also, with the expansion of the corrida around the world, there began this, like, concern about fan behavior. You know, like, think of it as, like, hooligans, of like (laughs) england in the uk Mm -hmm. it's the same thing so crowds historically could be volatile or not Mm -hmm. regulations were passed to prohibit throwing the throwing of fruit sticks stones and even dead animals into the ring (laughs) and also certain crowd behavior is associated with certain bullfighting rings like as far as like regions go right there are certain stereotypes so the crowds of Sevilla are refined and sophisticated and unnervingly quiet okay they're not shouting Mm -hmm. at you yeah you got to earn it Mm -hmm. in Madrid they're serious severe and critical Mm -hmm. they allow for a few musical interludes but Mm -hmm. demand a clean kill and okay. then in bilbao and pamplona they are festive, raucous and unpredictable.
1: Okay. So I love that. Yes, love, yeah,
0: love. So what must bullfighters do to become bullfighters? Like mm-hmm. what is the process? So bullfighters must pass through trying to novitate as novilleros. I th- I think that just means like you're a novice. Oh, and okay. then so you train first as a ferista which is like fighting the yearling that are two years old. Okay. And then you go novilleros son sin picadores, which is fighting the like two or three year old bulls without picadores, like the people on bull, okay. like on horseback. And then novilleros with picadores, obviously with them. So you can receive an alternativa. It's a ceremony in which a senior matador Basically accepts you as their professional equal, and okay. you know, capable of giving a bull a clean
1: okay. kill. Okay, like, honoring, yeah,
0: that's like the bar you need to. And it seemed as meet. respectful, like to the bull, to, okay. to be on this level. Mm-hmm. Prior to 1974 in Spain, female bullfighters were not allowed to kill a bull, mm-hmm. and a person was called a sobres aliente, would be called in to finish. Oh. And give the bull like a respectful death. But now they can. And there has been a lot okay. of female bullfighters. I was going to like, ask you. Yeah, okay, including two Americans oh. that were quite famous. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about anyone specifically. Yeah. Okay. That is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, there is some really amazing women and two Americans, Hmm. and one was an actress, so that's pretty interesting, and she was Gordon, so she stopped doing that. Uh, Yeah. That'll do it. She didn't die. She didn't die. She's fine. So with great money, Mm -hmm. right? there can be scandals. Oh, yes. So like any other venture like this that has Prestige and Mm -hmm. wealth, it also has had its share of scandals. Okay. So, bribes and payoffs have been happening Mm -hmm. amongst bullfighters, breeders, promoters, agents, and critics.
1: Ooh, okay. So, it goes
0: all the way to the top.
1: Yep. (laughs) And everyone um, wants their payout when, whatever way they can get it. There's this
0: thing called horn shaving. So, if your bull has short horns, it gives the advantage to the matador. You know, mm-hmm. less surface area to get cord. Yeah. Indiscriminate breeding, I guess it just means like weakening certain breeds. Oh, okay. Of stock. And then drugging bulls has Oof. happened. Mm-hmm. Giving bulls grain so it makes them like seem larger than they are but without like it's not muscle mass you know it's literally just like Oh got it got it. mass Yeah there's just like certain like things like that Remember how it said that there is like the banderilleras, those like little barbs that have like the little like colors that go yes. off yeah. yeah so they had used exploding banderitas <gasps> So those were absolutely banned because those were deemed cruel, like animal cruelty. Okay. Yeah. So to end it, if you retire, Mm -hmm. obviously we we know like the little like hat that they wear, right? Yeah. The black hat. Yeah. You see the black hat and you're like, yes, that's a matador. I know exactly who that is, right? Mm -hmm. And then another distinguishing trait or characteristic of a matador is the pigtail. I think we talked about this, is like a little pigtail that they keep almost like a little like rat tail oh my god yes okay obviously pigtail is like cuter but like (laughs) it became a distinguishing mark of this profession and they say that it's because a lot of gladiators who fought bulls who used to wear a little braid and it was like a cast mark
1: like showing that you were a gladiator yes right yeah and like in your everyday life so every yes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay that's fun And... and
0: so now a lot of bullfighters like don't want to a have a little it's called the yeah the little pigtail um they wear a coleta which is like a little fake braid okay they still wear something yeah you know? that is so and, interesting um, a little
1: clip-on and extension w-
0: <laughs> i know i know and when you retire it's called cutting the pigtail so you physically do that
1: when you wow. retire that yeah, is so interesting pigtail yeah, yeah. And oh, that's, that's kind it. of fun. I like that. A yeah. little distinguishing mark. Yeah, oh. I know. There's these really heartbreaking photos
0: of Jose Maria Manzanares, like the guy who, the Dolce and Yes. Guy. Okay. Well, he's also a very, very famous matador. Mm-hmm. His dad was a matador. And there's this picture of Jose Maria and him, his dad literally sobbing. And he, Jose Maria is cutting off his little
1: Oh my ponytail. God. Like, yeah. His dad's
0: ponytail? His pigtail or pigtail,
1: yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I was like, oh, I hate seeing men cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to see yeah. that. Yeah. Please share that one. Oh, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll share that. That's sweet. Instagram. But yeah, so obviously there's so much more history to this. There's actual matadors that, you know, have done a lot for this art sport. Mm-hmm. whatever you call it but that's definitely it for me and I never want to research uh photos ever again okay
1: <laughs> god <laughs> well disgusting. you did an amazing job I feel <laughs> thank like thank you it was something that I knew nothing about yeah me like I me thought neither. I did you know we, I know we've Seen photos. Ferdinand the bull and <gasps> yes he <laughs> gets a pardon. <laughs> yeah, pardon good job Ferdinand Yes. But so, thank you. That was so good. I I've known. I know how hard you worked on this for weeks, people. Oh, thank so you. it was amazing. Thank you for that. It was a lot. I know we've talked
0: about this, but it's the mm-hmm. classic story <laughs> of Ferdinand the Bull. <laughs> oh my god, adorable! Do Aww. you remember this? Oh, I showed this to you, right? Yes. Like you, but you've heard of it.
1: I don't think I knew what it was. No. To be honest.
0: Okay, it's a children's book literally zero clue who it's by. Mm-mm. But I know like Disney did like a little short film and I made you watch it. Yeah, adorable. But there <laughs> I assumed every Spaniard knew, I thought this was like a little like fairy tale or something. Yeah. But there is this Spaniard who had never heard of it and I told him the story. But like I was just like I thought everyone yeah. <laughs> it was such a sweet story from my yeah. childhood I thought everyone knew about it but I guess not it's you either it's literally just so you never mind <laughs> <laughs> um, I did I was out once and I did see a person who had a Ferdinand the Bull tattoo shut up so it's okay. just me
1: so two people in the um, world know what this okay fine <laughs> fine that's so funny it was absolutely adorable yeah. oh, like one from the okay. 30s or something a little cartoon I loved it yes
0: yeah yeah very sweet little bull who just wanted to sniff flowers and be left
1: alone. Yeah. Pacifist. Not a fighter. <laughs> yes. Mm-mm. Okay, Kat, what about yes. you? Yes. Okay. I have a fun little mini topic. Everyone knows by now I love a good World War II story. I yes. love a resistance. Who I love a spy. So, oh God. Yeah. We are going to talk about a spy from Spain from barcelona by the name of juan pujol garcia he was born on february 14th 1912 so an aquarius and it fits so uh, this could be a longer topic but i'm gonna try and keep it tidy for us okay you know growing up in that time period it's a tumultuous time in spain Mm. pre-world war ii civil war Uh everything yeah yeah skip 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 he <laughs> growing up he's like <laughs> you know he hates fascists obviously but he also is like i'm not vibing with these communists either so he's like what can i do for the good of humanity mm-hmm. what's my thing how can i help yeah so in 1941 he contacted the british and saying like i want to spy for you against nazi germany and they denied him three times so he's like all right I'm going to do this. Oh, my this. God, I know the story. Oh, you do? Oh really, wait, tell, tell it. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, you know what? I just saw an Instagram post about it. I, I didn't do oh. any research on it. Okay. Uh-huh. I might have gotten it from the same post that you saw. Okay. Great. A while ago. I love it. And so he's takes matters into his own hands, and he contacts the German Secret Service in mm. Madrid and offers mm-hmm. his services, mm-hmm. and they accept. Of course, he's a double agent. And he uh-huh. hates them. So he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. time to screw with the Germans. Mm-hmm. They gave him spying lessons and everything. Like, they, they take mm-hmm. him on. And they order him to go to Great Britain. Give it to him on a silver platter. Yes, exactly. Okay. And they're like, establish a network of spies in the UK. Provide us with information on the British movements and activities all over Europe. Whatever you can get, we'll take. Okay. He doesn't do that. He goes to Lisbon. And he tries to, again, connect with the British. It doesn't go very well, but at the same time, he's making up all of these fake spies. So Mm -hmm. he's like, he's making up this network of spies. He buys like tour guides. He buys anything about British history, anything just so he seems like he, they think that he's there and he can like fake it. Apparently he made some factual mistakes. No officials caught on to anything. Like he was really faking it here. By 1942, he was called to London by MI6, thank God. He tells them what he's up to, and so they help him like develop a fake ring of spies. And so uh, he comes up with 27 sub-agents okay. with all wow. detailed Holistic. descriptions about their lives, uh-huh. so everything seemed super real, mm-hmm. like no slip-ups were happening. And in mm-hmm. MI6, they start calling him Garbo. That's his like secret name because he was such a good actor. After Greta Garbo, <laughs> they're like so- he's Agent Garbo. And he, you know, he would send letters to different agents amongst the Nazi forces. Yeah. He would confuse them, like convince them to not invade the British Isles because mm-hmm. he was just like I just need to confuse them. Mm-hmm. Then in January 44, he writes telling them cuz the Germans knew they're like the Brits are going to invade in France somewhere they knew what was mm-hmm. coming so he writes to them and he tells them that they're going to land in Calais obviously they're going to Normandy instead mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. he diverts them distracts them and thinks that they're going to Calais so they prepare for that yeah yeah and so like if it weren't for that i mean obviously Normandy was a tragedy but imagine yeah, what it could be it like been worse. if they knew yeah. So they never discovered that he was a double agent. He even got an award for his services to the Reich. Are you kidding? What idiots? But thank Uh God they were so stupid. Yeah. And after... Yeah, he just, like, flew enough under the radar. Yeah, and just, Mm -hmm. like, it was so believable. How could they not Mm -hmm. believe... Mm -hmm. All of his stories, all the people yeah. that he knew, they were literally all fake. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fact check one thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay. No, blind confidence <laughs> in this man. The stranger who appeared and said, I want to work for you. Yeah. And after the war, he was like, I am done with Europe. He moves to Venezuela, you know, to get away from his memories of war. Mm-hmm. Of course, who moves to South America? Tons of Nazis so Mm -hmm. he's like fuck fakes his own death oh (laughs) fakes his own death yep and like had to cut himself off from his family no
0: i'm just not dealing with this yeah
1: exactly (laughs) i I guess it's very dangerous so yes seriously or you could just leave i don't know so it was believed that he died until the Mm. 1980s when a reporter started looking into it and theorized that he was alive they found him in venezuela and he returned to Europe and reunited with his family. What was that 40 that years later? That is
0: crazy. Crazy, Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know that part. That's great.
1: So that's the story wow. of Juan Pujol Garcia. That is amazing. I imagine he's just like a wacky guy, yeah. but like with a heart of gold. All oh of his meddling, God. amazing. Yeah. What an amazing story. Mm-hmm. So good, yeah. yeah. Darling. That's, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great one. There needs to one. be a movie. Think just death. There's your solution. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um, thank you for that. Love that. <laughs> thank you. So that much. was really fun. Do you have a recommendation? Yes, I do. Every weekend lately, I have been having a Vesper martini. <laughs> oh, yes. Inspired mm-hmm. by James Bond. Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, the spy cocktail. I can't get enough, so... I'm going to share what it is in case no one knows. It is deadly. And also, I can attest to that because I had several last weekend and I was dead for all Saturday, basically. (laughs) Kate had to make me breakfast and bring it to my bed. (laughs) And I had to do it again. But little by little little did I eat it. Yeah, it it revived revived me. So thank you. (laughs) It is three ounces of gin, one ounce of Mm -hmm. vodka. And a half ounce of Lillet Blanc apertif, which is like a Ooh. floral, crisp, light, almost citrusy. With and then mm. you garnish it with a lemon twist. And obviously, wow, divine. Bond rules. It's shaken, not stirred. <laughs> it is delicious. And usually, okay. I am a dirty gin martini. That's my thing. Always has been. Yes. And yeah. this, it sounds like it would be sweet because of the Mm -hmm. Lelay Blanc but there is something still kind of savory about it and like refreshing maybe because of the gin yeah because it's it's like herby or something yes it's it is so delicious I mean I tried yours and I
0: absolutely thought it was divine
1: yeah and I've had it several Mm. places and the bartenders Mm. have always looked at me like impressed that I ordered that. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, if if you want to like have an impressive. It seems very
0: easy to make. Like if you're a bartender.
1: Yes. But like, and it's a classic cocktail that I had never really heard of until recently. And like Mm -hmm. the bartenders have always given me like a little smirk because they're like, Mm oh, and that makes Mm -hmm. me feel good. (laughs) good. So I highly recommend. Oh, nice. What do you have for me?
0: Okay. So we've been talking about the concept of a no skip album. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have a no skip album, okay. or my no skip album is Rosalia El Mal She's a Spanish artist. Mm-hmm. No skip album. Yes. For me. Yep. This is Rosalia pre her weird reggaeton chicken teriyaki. Days. <laughs> yes. Okay. That is the name of an actual song she has sung recently. <laughs> And I'm not even going to deign any moment of my time listening mm-hmm. to that. But I will say, El it. wow. Like, is, Flamenco influenced. Yeah. She's so talented. Mm-hmm. It's like haunting. You can feel yeah. it. Yes.
1: She's, wow. I want her to go back to more like flamenco style. Yeah. That is such mm-hmm. a you album. I can like, know. You know you you play it semi regularly, I feel like. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I oh, there love goes Kate. <laughs> my one of
0: my favorite songs in the world. Wow. It's a good wow. one. Okay. And now I love need to it. listen. Yep. Yeah.
1: But yeah. So that's it for me. Okay. Well and... without further ado, are you ready for our word of the day? Yes. So we finished the monumental show mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Grand Hotel this weekend. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm so sad that it's over happy what that it phase. happened <laughs> <laughs> we're better for it happening <laughs> yes yeah i'm wow. sure i'll rewatch again in the future mm-hmm. hopefully they bring it to netflix or wherever somewhere more accessible mm-hmm. soon mm-hmm. so i was like okay my word of the day i knew immediately amantes, amantes lovers lovers oh beautiful amantes words clandestinos. Amantes. yes, yes. so cute yeah
0: Alicia y Julio. hmm Siempre. Wow. <laughs> if you haven't watched that show, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's really annoyingly accessible right now, so just wait until it gets back on Netflix or
1: something. Mm-hmm. But yes,
0: absolutely. You have to watch it. It's such it's a journey. So it's so good. so
1: fun. We love it's our... So, it's like a novella, this. telenovela,
0: like mm-hmm. so fucking fun. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you, Kat, for that amazing little story. Thank Um, you, Kate,
1: for putting your heart and soul into these two episodes. Absolutely loved it. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Until next time. Adios.